Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, April 10th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioa Jr. And joining me is the boss man himself, Greg Miller. Hey, Blessing. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, man? I'm stoked, man. The weekend's here finally. I'm going to yeah, take man. the car out to Catalina. <laughs> oh. kidding, you can't go anywhere. Oh, I was going to say, is that the plan? You can go places yeah. by yourself. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, like, I, I don't even know what Catalina is. Kevin, what's Catalina? I, yeah, Catalina island. island. Catalina is either. It's an island by uh, oh, so you, Los you Angeles, I believe. Does that mean you can't take your your car there? Is there a ferry? Can I take my car to the? Can I take a car to it that way? Can I take um, a car? You, to you probably can still, but it's probably the, ferry, one of those, yeah, the ferries like, are probably still going. Because, like, what the ferry? You don't have to like be close to it. Like, you're you're in your car in the ferry, right? If you if you drive onto the ferry. It yes, depends what yeah, kind of yeah. ferry. The ferries oh, here in the Bay Area don't don't have the car thing, right? I don't know. The one that comes from the, across the bay, no, that doesn't. Like for the from Oakland to here, no, that, yeah. that's there's no car there. Okay. Have any have any of us taken the ferry before? I, I have, have yeah. 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 Okay. The ones the, the, that allow you to be in their, be in your car? No. No, just the regular ferry. Regular old one across the bay. Okay. Uh Greg, a little more yeah. information of Catalina. Please. Santa you. Catalina Island is its full name. It is has a, a approximate area of seventy five square miles. Wow, that's more miles than I thought it would be. Four thousand people as of two thousand ten. Wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, Kevin, here's some other breaking news for you. I when I last night, you know, uh, I was helping out in the kitchen, shucking some oysters, general cooking, and I noticed that my neck just pops the entire time. And now oysters. I notice my back hurts, so it might be time we might need to bring a real chair here. Oh, okay. Oh, did I just flash um, green too? <clears throat> yeah, your your screen is flashing green. Oh, sorry, everybody working from home. Oh, um, wow. do you want me to do you want me to get you nice new chairs or you just want the studio chair? Whatever you think's best. I just don't Wait, have a place. Th- what are you sitting on right now? My kitchen one of my dining room table chairs. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I, I think it's meant to I was be thinking like a bean like bag. No, no, no. I mean it's it's not a bad chair. It's from West Elm. But like I just it's got no lumbar support, you know what I mean? Like Oh, it's just a chair. oh yeah. yeah. I mean that's a, blessing that's his lumbar isn't here. being supported. It hurts, man. I feel you. Like right now, I'm just like rocking on a, like a, also a dining table chair. It doesn't have any cushion to it though. It's just like I'm gonna enlist the peep to be my lumbar support. Maybe I hit up the dude that sold us the desks, and I get what? What? What's a reasonable amount of chairs? Five chairs? You can list five how many chairs do we here? need for the new studio? Well, I mean, we have like 15 desks. So how many? And so we're short. So what? Six chairs? Well, I imagine we're gonna kill all our old chairs. Get matching what? chairs. What happened? Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Greg, how's yeah. your how's your Friday going? Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, bless. It's good. This yeah. lumbar support feels better already. Do you have any weekend plans? Uh, play some video games, of course. Nice. I would like to do that uh, the entire weekend, so but just my wife clear, will drag me out for hikes and things. Yes. We're shelving the whole conversation about. The... It's not that we're shelving as much as I'm not the guy to. That's an adult question. We've now we've now gone past Greg, who just says yes to everything. Now you have to talk to Tim or Nick about like probably Tim. Like, do the chairs need to be? blue they need to match i don't know what's happening in the new studio what the, what the things are you know okay blessing and i would show up we would just make the show no matter what we show up with that exactly. four poster bed we got a show right there is what we said i'll make a show standing i don't care exactly exactly standing shows but you, you get tim involved bless you have a blue. standing desk now so you I could do. be in the would comfort it, of it, your would, desk would it be weird if i stood during this whole podcast so i just like change my so. <laughs> we'd get yeah. a better view of your room which people are yeah fucking, that's true they want and i don't want people, so and, and your, and i don't games. want people to see my room my games oh i get games. yeah I, I, 
no, no, your legs. I'm talking about your legs. I want to see your legs. Oh, I mean, but like if I'm standing, you're still gonna see like my upper torso. You're not gonna see my my lower torso. Happy Final Fantasy VII remake day, by the way. There we go. Big day, everybody. It's a it's a big day. We had a question coming from Aiden Dean, who writes into Patreon.com. So that's kind of funny games, just like you can. Aiden Dean says. Hey guys, I've literally never played a Final Fantasy game, but the FOMO for Final Fantasy VII Remake is starting to get to me. Should I just get it? I play all different kinds of games, and I'm always down to try something new. Also, is there any any similar game you could compare it to so I could I could know what the gameplay is like? Thanks guys, and thanks guys, and keep it real. I almost said thanks, all you cool uh, cats. Guys, I'm gonna fun. actually take this one. Uh, no. Uh, you're not gonna like it. Don't get it. And Whoa. it's very Whoa. similar, but different. To Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation One. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was I wasn't with you in the front, but you got me in the back half. I'm not gonna that lie, was really good, Kevin. Blessing, um, this is the perfect question for us because, of course, uh, on both our Final Fantasy VII review, which is available now in the spoiler cast that goes live on Monday, of course, youtube.com slash kind of funny games and uh, all sorts of podcast services, you and I are the converts, right? We didn't have yep. any attachment to this series beforehand and jumped in for the first time. So, what do you think for Aiden then? I th- I think honestly it's a must play PlayStation game. Like I think Ooh. you should definitely get it. I would put it up there. Like it strikes me, and I don't I don't like necessarily comparing games that are apples and or- in origins like oranges like this. Yeah. But it's playing it struck me similarly to how I felt while playing uh, the Last of Us in 2013, and I don't mean that in like a hyperbolic like. Like, oh, like, this is a game of the generation, like, defining thing. Even though I guess, like, for me, I would say Final Fantasy VII Remake is one of my favorite games of this generation. Sure. Uh, but it, in terms of how how well it translates to, I think, where we are at as a gamer, like, the story is fantastic. And it's not, like, it's not fantastic for a JRPG story. It's not, like, fantastic if you're a fan of anime or if you're a fan of this particular kind of story. I think it's just a fantastic story, period. And so on that level, I think, yes, like you should 100% pick it up. But then also the gameplay and the combat and stuff is also fantastic on a level where I think just any 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 person who's interested in playing video, like a story-based action video game or any kind of RPG, I think will play this game and enjoy what it has to offer. Like the barrier to entry isn't that high in terms of how, like how much you have to fight for the enjoyment in the game, if that makes sense. It does. No. And I think that you nail it. You know what I mean? Uh, I have never connected with a Final Fantasy. JRPGs are incredibly hard for me. And honestly, I don't even really, I don't even think when you, you say, oh, this is a JRPG, that it counts in the JRPG way you think it does, if that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it doesn't play like a traditional JRPG turn-based, anything like that. Like the DNA of that is there, but it's in such an action game setting that I don't think you have to worry about it. And so... Yeah, as me, somebody who has tried, has heard how great Final Fantasy VII is, let alone how great Final Fantasy period is, and it has, wants to understand that and has tried, has never found the je ne sais quoi to actually make me go through and want to play it. This is the one that I couldn't put down. This is the one that had me literally from the opening cutscene, from the opening video, all the way to the very end. And I think the combat is so engaging. You know, I wanted more of it. I wanted more options to engage. Uh, I thought it was awesome when, you know, your I don't even know how many, 20 hours, 10 hours, whatever in, and like the battle system really clicked for me in terms of not mm-hmm. only do what I was doing as Cloud, but then moving around and really managing the battlefield and knowing what I needed Barrett to do and what I needed Tifa to do. And somebody's throwing heals and somebody's going out and now I'm using a ranged attack to get the enemy to turn around so the other person can run in. Like this game is fantastic, period. And I do think, you know, you can never say carte blanche, broad stroke, this game is perfect for everybody or anything like that. It's hard, you know, not knowing more about Aiden or whatever. But 
I do think that like what you're talking about is true where this is going to be in a lot of game of the year conversations. I do think that mm-hmm. right now it is the zeitgeist for sure. I think you're going to hear a lot about it from a story level going forward that I would say, and I know it sounds cheesy as hell. You owe it to yourself to try on this one. You owe, and I understand that's a $60 try. That's a big, big risk, but maybe look at some more reviews or whatever and see gameplay videos, even streams, see if that's what would turn you off. But in terms of being part of the conversation, playing a really fucking rad game, I'd say go do it. Yeah, for sure. And when I, when I think of something to compare it to, that, that kind of gets difficult because it is it it airs more towards the side of action RPG than JRPG. I think when yeah. you think of JRPG, you think turn based. Uh, and I know that turns a lot of people off. Like Octopath Traveler was a game that I tried out and I couldn't get into because of the random encounters in, in sure. the turn based combat and all that stuff. Um, but I think Near Automata is weirdly enough like is is one that I'll compare it to, even though Near Automata is more of a bullet hellish kind of game when it comes to the combat. But in terms of it being an action JRPG, and in terms of s- s- kind of the linearity of it, and kind of how the world looks and how the world is built, the uh, Near Automata is a game that I'll compare Final Fantasy VII Remake to. And then also, I guess like games like uh, this is an obscure one, and so it's probably a bad example. But The Last Story on Wii is a game that I played back in the day and loved. And that game kind of resembles uh, some of the setup of this game also. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like think like in any sort of action, actiony JRPG, you'll probably find if, if, if historically you, you find yourself connecting to those types of games, then yeah, I can see you easily kind of getting into Final Fantasy VII Remake. Greg, today's stories include... Final Fantasy VII Remake's PC version, more news about Cyberpunk 2077's next-gen version, and more. This is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show now it's time for some housekeeping greg is in the gamers versus cancer tournament today greg can you tell us a little bit about that yeah, so the idea is that I got approached late in the game here by the American Cancer Society to represent the University of Missouri, my alma mater, in Gamers versus Cancer. Uh, they're doing basically a March Madness tournament over at, and this is the shortest way to get to it, kindoffunny.com slash Mizzou. Uh, so I'm representing uh, Mizzou. Just like Extra Life, if you want to, you could join up and represent Mizzou as well. Uh, and so we're trying to raise as much money as possible during this bracketed tournament through, that goes from now uh, through the beginning of May. And so today at 3 p.m., uh, on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games pacific time uh, i'm going to stream uh, some division and hang out and drive some donations there we're going to give away some games you can go again kind of funny.com slash mizzou right now to donate if you're hearing this before then you can actually donate and play division with me uh if you're hearing after this goes throughout may so there will be other streams for me of uh, me doing games and jumping in there and hanging out and raising money giving away games and uh, doing it for a great cause well turns out blessing doesn't like good causes he just left the call you know what i mean kevin you think you know somebody. Then you yep. start talking about a charity and he just quits. He quits oh, no. the show. So, kindoffunny.com slash Mizzou. You can go there right now. You can donate. You can find out all about it. Of course, the American Cancer Society, a fantastic organization that uh, funds research. It takes care of cancer patients. It puts in children's hospitals. It's been putting in VR units for kids to play while they get chemo and they can hang out and not feel so isolated. And then they have these things called Hope Lodges, which you can actually go, or not you, but I'm, well, you could if you got cancer, sadly, and I don't want you to, like I did. Uh, you, the cancer patients can stay there while they go through treatment. So yeah, again, 
3 p.m. Pacific time, twitch.tv slash games. You can find uh, me there playing some division, hanging out with some best friends, giving away some games, just like Extra Life. Like I said, it's Extra Life meets March Madness. Now, yeah, I saw when it, when he went away, as soon as he went away, we got an update here on Slack. And so Slack from Blessing says, my internet cut. Now, that means the internet's gone, everybody. That means there's no internet at Blessing at EOEA's house. Can you effing believe it, Kevin Here's Coella? the thing. Here's the yeah. thing. He, I, I know for a fact he's got a phone, okay? Uh-huh. And I know uh-huh. that Discord's on there, too. Sure. Just fucking call us through that. Will it be comfortable? No. God, no, no. Not at all. It's going to be Will terrible. It work? It's going to be terrible. We'll about to It'll see. work. You know? Yeah, I know. You know, I you mean, have to see. You look terrible, uh, too. On, uh, so then... Still in housekeeping. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, aka Momo, Al Tribesman, the Predator. I still don't understand that reference. Can you explain it? it? It's the noise that he makes. You want me to look no, it no, up? No, I know that. How do we get from Al Tribesman to Predator? Because the Tribesman's the hunt man. Because the Tribesman is the hunt man. Huntsman. I think maybe Huntsman is a character in, in Predator. Predator. And Tribesman is close enough to that, I, I guess. I'm going to call Nick. He'll know. Okay. Do you think Blessing's trying anything else, or he's just... Uh... I think he's already drunk. Let's see. Can't be... Oh, there I am. Oh, look how small. You're so tiny. Don't eat me, Greg, because <laughs> I'm so tiny. What's up, buddy? Hey, nothing. You're on Kind of Funny Games Daily. How are you? Oh, good, man. Good. Uh, so, question. I don't understand this reference anymore, but I know you call Patreon producer Al Tribesman the Predator, and then you do the Predator yeah. noise. Why? Yeah, because he was the he started off as him being the lone drums, tribesman, uh-huh. and then we called him the hunter. And then, of course, what's cooler than a hunter, Greg? The predator. The predator. <laughs> gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Well, that actually makes perfect sense when you think about it like that. <laughs> In fact, if I'm not mistaken, the book the predator is based off of is called The Hunter. So oh, okay. Well, thank you. Kid. You taught me something yeah. today, and I appreciate that. No problem. And I'm sorry that Susie Cakes is closed. No, it's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. You okay. know, Jen's just oh, gonna cool. not have a birthday cake, and it's all your fault. Well, you know, we should, you can do what we used to do when I was a kid, dirt poor. We used to make our own cakes out of air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Does he make sense? And our final Patreon producer, Black Jack. Uh, today we're brought to you by Manscaped, but Blessing. We'll tell you about that later, right? I Blessing, will. I'm doing pretty good. I'm back. I think what happened was you mentioned Mizzou, and since I went to U of I, my computer was like, not, not in my house, and then shut yeah, everything no, down. No, I respect that. I respect that. that. Wait, hold yeah. on. Hold on. What up, yeah, or what up, Kevin? You had to switch this round? We good? Yeah. We good? Yeah. All right, the sticks are yours again. Awesome. Today we're brought to you by Manscaped, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have four stories today. Uh, it's a baker's dozen. He's Damn. 12 plus one. Wow, Kevin. Yeah. Wow, he doesn't even care, you know? Hello. Wow. Starting with number one, a new Final Fantasy VII remake trailer hints... At a PC release, I'm pulling from Jordan Alleman at IGN, who writes, A video released by Square Enix to commemorate the launch of Final Fantasy VII Remake has hinted towards a potential PC release. The Thank You for Waiting clip features Final Fantasy VII Remake director Yoshinori Katase providing players with an overview of the game. Most interesting, though, is the text that appears below the gameplay shown, which reads, Gameplay captured on PC. 
We already know that Final Fantasy VII Remake has a timed exclusivity window on PS4, which lasts until April 2021, but this is confirmation that a PC version of the game exists in some form. We don't know if that's a development build, a full version of the game waiting for release, or otherwise. It's a formality from Square Enix to show that the footage isn't exactly what you, you should expect if you pick up the game on PS4 today, but it's still a worthwhile tidbit considering concerning which platforms it might land on in the near future. Greg, up till now, we've always assumed, like easily assumed that the game is going to come to other platforms because when yes. it was originally revealed during the PlayStation conference. Yeah, it's, but remember, uh, it's always been a timed exclusive this. You know what I mean? They've always yeah. had something up their sleeve. It's been a weird... I was looking at when you were looking into this story. I went and went to, of course, PCGamer.com, the number one place to find out about where exclusives aren't going. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Over there. Yeah, exactly uh, saying. And yeah, Lauren Morton has an article up about this, right? Because, I, yeah, obviously we've known so much about PlayStation, we've been heads down covering it there, right? Is Final Fantasy VII Remake actually coming to pc this is from april 2nd well it's not not coming to pc almost every time we hear about the remake there are caveats like debut first on ps4 or timed exclusive square enix has said it has quote no plans for other platforms end quote though that tends to be the kind of thing a publisher says until it isn't ready to make any promises yet mm -hmm. so yeah with the, the, i've always thought that this is a no-brainer that's going to come to pc and xbox like again square wants to make money and they i'm sure there was a deal and maybe xbox might be a bridge too far pc i've always thought it's a slam dunk you're gonna yeah get no pc is what. the one that feels like for sure yeah and so that's the thing right of like if you're gonna get it on pc then you're just in a death stranding kind of situation and then it is the question though of, yeah do they go to xbox or do they not go to xbox yeah xbox is it's one of those things where I think that one's more questionable because Xbox isn't necessarily the most popular console in Japan yeah. where Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be doing very well. Um, but I I think in terms of, you, we just talked about how kind of universal this game is for people who play video games in general. And so I think if this game came to Xbox, it'd do very well, like despite oh, it yeah, not totally. being in Japan. Um, and, and so I don't think, we, I, you know, when Kingdom Hearts just did its thing of bringing like all the Kingdom Hearts to Xbox, that was a big deal, right? Because they yeah. hadn't been there yet. But it also shows, I think, and Square's seeing it on the other end, how much that relationship matters. How many units did they move on Xbox? Is that where people are actually going to play this game? That's always been the argument. And granted, of course, there are people who just own an Xbox. So you, there's definitely people who would buy the game and never have bought it before. But this is such... I mean, Final Fantasy VII in particular is such a PlayStation franchise, right? That I mm -hmm. think... For your launch, it's not a backbreaker to not have it everywhere else. Not to mention that I'm sure there is a very, very lucrative deal with PlayStation to make sure it's exclusive here at launch. Yeah. Do you think this gameplay, like the the quote gameplay shown on PC footage in the trailer, do you think that then serves as proof that it is coming to PC? Or do you think that's just like a, hey, we just captured this footage on PC, like a development build kind of thing? I don't know. Yeah, that's the question back and forth, right, of how that actually nets out. I would say, like, yes, it's proof, right? Like, I don't know. I'm not on that side of marketing, and I understand, obviously, with uh, FTC disclosure agreements, like, if you're not doing it from the actual console, you have to do it. But I think even then, I would have been more... And granted, this is a Greg Miller thing and worrying about it and trying to figure out what they... You know, you're worrying about such a subset of the gamers that are going to care about this that it would it have been, like, captured on a PC running a PlayStation 4 specs. You know what I mean? Like... If it's not that, then yeah. yeah. I, and the, but then again, how far along is the PC version and why you're using it because it's that pretty right here, but you're waiting a year for it. And yet it's like, I don't know. I've never, it, you know, you're asking, is this like proof definitively that it's coming to PC? I don't know. It isn't. It is not. It could be like you're saying, it could just be a way that they're capturing footage to make it look the, the best way it could. But also, I just think it's such a foregone conclusion that it's going to. 
Like play yeah. I mean, again, like PlayStation's are and PlayStation has shown already that when they do these timed exclusives, they're not worried about PC. They're not, I mean they're putting their own games on PC now. They're still worried about the race between them and Xbox. What do you think the conversation is there with PlayStation when it comes to games that are timed exclusive versus exclusive exclusive? Because Death Stranding is coming to PC this yeah. summer, and it's not even it's like and that's not even a year thing, right? Death Stranding came out uh, for PS4 in November, I believe, and so, now yeah, it's slated for what June or July. Um, and I don't remember any of those original trailers saying anything along the lines of timed exclusive or first on PS4 or anything like that. Whereas all the Final yeah, Fantasy, it was what the first time ever yeah, with Death Stranding was something about the box. I think where the first box art that shit didn't. Yeah, say. it was. I think it, it was something along the lines that they took away like the only, only on, on PlayStation. PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Do you think there's I'm, conversations there as far as like what the what the marketing oh, language is? Oh, 100. And I mean, like, and that's the thing is that this is such an old song and dance. Like, how many times have we seen this? Remember, like, wasn't it Tomb Raider right where it was so fucked up of t- when they were talking to Xbox and it was like, wait, so what? And like, there was just non-stop confusion over whether that game was actually exclusive exclusive or exclusive time exclusive or console exclusive or whatever like it's the same song and dance every time around here and those are the meetings and conversations i assume happen that all right cool you know we signed this deal you're exclusive to us and then you get into this weird positioning of well we can't lie to the consumer and say it's not coming or can we we playstation's like you definitely don't say anything it's like well is it a con is it a world premiere is it a bu-? and then it is this hemming and hawing but then it is also how many different territories are there? How many different websites are there? How many different PR people are there that get the messaging wrong once and then they are an article on Kotaku, right? It is this thing you say yeah. one thing wrong. Like this thing of like picking this apart. Like, well, yeah, I is running on PC. Again, I understand that, you know, when you're in development working on a game, you're making it on the PC, basically, a giant, you know, the giant PC dev kit or whatever, right? So when you're doing that, like, I guess you could then tweak the resolutions to run better, but why would you be doing that and doing this if you only had one PlayStation 4 version? Like, clearly, there's a PC version of this game, right? I'm not wrong about yeah. that. I don't know. Who knows? No one will ever confirm or deny it. It's just, it's such a weird minutia legalese conversation to have, where I think that, yeah. yes, it's coming to PC. I, I think that's, again, a foregone conclusion. And so, like, the fact that they use that here and had to say that but can't say it's coming to PC or don't want to say it's coming to PC is just weird. It's just a weird thing all over. Yeah, I and I think that makes me curious is how the conversations about exclusivity have kind of evolved through the years and how kind of like the the conversations and how the conversations go are kind of selective based on scenario because for the Tomb Raider thing, for Rise of the Tomb Raider coming out exclusively or being a timed exclusive for Xbox One, I remember that kind of blowing up in their face. I remember that being a thing where people were really upset about that. But this Final Fantasy VII thing isn't like like nobody's really blinking an eye at this, and I and I and I guess it probably is part of it is it being tied to PlayStation already as far yeah. as the original Final Fantasy VII. Like we like Final Fantasy historically has not had that tie uh, to Xbox or being cross platform, even though the last like the last few entries we've seen in Final Fantasy have been. Um, but yeah, I, like it seems like this is a thing that people have kind of come to accept at this well, point. Yeah, I mean, this it, franchise. Well, no, that's the whole thing, Bless, is I think you hit it if people come to accept it. I, I think in every way of life, in every shape, every industry, whatever, change is difficult. And I think video games are no exception. And so when we did see that 
this is how exclusives were going to be in this generation, right? That there would be all these timed things and all these caveats and all these, it releases first here and then maybe later and they don't say it or maybe they do and blah, blah, blah. Like that was a shift away from, you know, what it was. I mean, remember in the PlayStation 2 days, right? Where it's fucking Grand Theft Auto was exclusive to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay, just because it was, you know what I mean? Like it, what you couldn't, like, it, I mean, granted because of money, but it was like, that was a legit exclusive and that's how we knew it and, that was why you had console wars and why you had fanboys and why you had people who'd argue about it and people who'd be like, I will never fucking play Grand Theft Auto because it's not on my console, right? They were mad at Grand Theft Auto about it. Mm. And now, yeah, you jump to a point where it's been interesting uh, in the last, you know, I would say last few years or whatever, I guess when this all started really with the PlayStation 4, Xbox One thing of that flipping where the script did flip, where it wasn't that I'm, no, I'm now mad at the people who make the game or I'm the game itself. I'm mad at Sony and Microsoft for doing this. And it's the same thing you've seen then with Sony recently, right? Way out in front on top is number one, still doing these kind of deals. And then Phil Spencer saying that that's bad and he doesn't want to do that and he wouldn't do that. And people applauding that and then trying to demonize PlayStation for still doing it and chasing it this certain way. It's all because at the end of the day, and this is sad to say, it doesn't matter. This is one of those conversations we go around in circles about and we argue and hypothesize and talk and, you know, talk to death and all the shows because we want to and it's fun and we all love talking about video games on this level. But in the end, it doesn't matter because the person who loved Final Fantasy VII on their PlayStation 1 has now seen the trailers that were coming for this from the magazine ad. It's like, okay, cool. Where do I play Final Fantasy VII? All right, it's only on PlayStation. Cool, I'm going to buy a PlayStation. Like, they want to yeah. go do it for that thing. Like, that's, that is legitimately who this game is targeted at the most. Because everybody else, us, you, person watching or listening to the show right now, they're well aware that wherever they put this game, you probably have the system to get it, and you're going to go get it. Like, if you want to, if you're interested in it, right? Like, in terms of what they're actually going to do. This is a system seller, so it'll get people in that haven't gotten in before, which is why PlayStation wants it. PlayStation understands that attachment. PlayStation understands that people have lapsed from when they own their PlayStation 1 and were in their dorm rooms or mom's basements or bedrooms or whatever playing this thing. So many people have that connection to Final Fantasy VII, but have lost that connection to video games. And that's why this was a war PlayStation wanted to win in terms of exclusivity of, let's get out of the gate, be the first, the only place to play, so that people buy a PlayStation again. Come back in, hopefully, see how amazing it is, get excited for PlayStation 5, buy, you know, all the different PlayStation greatest hits at 20 bucks. Like, this is one of those kind of moves. And so, when we, yeah, for us, even to what you're talking about with Rise of the Tomb Raider, the problem with that was that they were doing exclusive exclusive sure but then it was just the you couldn't nail anyone down on what they were saying right it was like trying to put jello on the wall where nobody would fucking commit to what this really meant and that got so annoying yeah speaking of final fantasy greg story number two final fantasy 14's next patch is delayed i'm pulling from rebecca valentine at gamesindustry.biz who writes final fantasy 7 or final fantasy 14 online appears to be one of the first major mmorpgs to see a content delay due to covid19 in a letter to players today producer and director naoki yoshida announced that the upcoming major patch 5.3 which had been planned for mid-june would be delayed Yoshida outlined a list of reasons for the delay, most of which are connected to work-from-home limitations or challenges involved with connecting to partners, partner studios located elsewhere in the world. These included delayed deliveries of graphical assets, delayed voice acting, f- delayed voice recording, and production and QA limitations involved in working from home. The team is unsure at this time if the, the delay will be two to three weeks or closer to a month. 
quote, we are terribly sorry for the for the disappointment this may cause our players. As we as we know, you look forward to new patches, Yoshida said. Yoshida continues, however, it is also important to, uh, to prioritize the physical and mental health of our development team, without whom we would never be able to release the quality updates and features you expect from Final Fantasy XIV. So we ask for your understanding as we adjust our schedule in accordance with the situation, end quote. Yoshida said that the, that the prior patch 5.25 had been had been quote largely completed and was thus be able was thus able to be released on schedule by a narrow margin as some staff had begun work from home. And then I'm pulling this directly from the Square Enix blog. They gave like bullet pointed reasons uh, as to the, the things that are that are uh, keeping the or that are making the game delayed. Sure. Um, they write on their blog. Final Fantasy XIV relies heavily on our development and QA partners across the world, and at this point, we must accept that the situation will significantly impact our development schedule. The reasons for this are, one, delayed delivery of graphical assets due to the lockdown of cities in East Asia, North America, and Europe. Two, delayed voice recording due to the lockdown of cities in Europe. Three, delays to development tasks performed by Tokyo staff due to work from home slash shelter in, in place limitations. And then lastly, production and QA teams operating well below normal capacity due to work from home slash shelter in, in place limitations. Um, and I thought those were important, important to touch on because we've been talking about this a lot from, from a lot of different games and added context, I think, helps a lot when we're having these conversations because yeah. we're always talking about like the cogs in the machine and like what happens when... ESRB shuts down, or um, I forget what the what the ESRB in Japan is called. But what happens when they shut down, or what happens when you can't print discs, right? And these are more example of cogs in the machine that, yeah, like voice recording is paused right now, so we can't necessarily get that game up, get the get the get the update out there along with all these other things. Um, yeah. But this all makes sense. Like you can't really can't you really get mad at anybody here oh no um, I mean, again that's the situation the right we're thing. all in right we're, yeah they're doing the right thing this is the situation we're all in in the world right now and so it's disappointing for sure but it's the reality of the situation and again to your point like to see them spell it out you can then yeah apply this to so many games and again back to even naughty dog right where it's like we were we were done with the game we're on track to finish the game but you start looking at like production and qa teams all these different things that are going to be outsourced the you know talk they specifically say right delayed voice recording due to the lockdown of cities in europe right so imagine the localization of you know you're trying to get the japanese language tracks done but the actor who's playing joel can't come on like it's that kind of thing where you really get into the muck and i think you know yesterday you talked about different cogs in the machine and that's 100% what this entire ball of wax is, is that there are yeah. so many different pieces that make a video game actually happen. And so even if you have the major one of the studio working fine and going where it should be, that doesn't necessarily mean the other ones around it are going to be there to finish the product. Exactly. Story number three. Cyberpunk 2077's next-gen version is coming sometime after launch. I'm pulling from Jordan Gerblick at Games Radar. City Project Red has confirmed that Cyberpunk 2077 will be getting a proper next-gen upgrade on the Xbox Series X, and it will be free to anyone who owns the game on Xbox One. The PS5 and Xbox Series X are both backwards compatible, meaning you'll be able to play Cyberpunk 2077 on next-gen consoles when they, when they launch, but the separate full-blown next-gen version is coming at a later unspecified date. It isn't clear whether the next-gen Cyberpunk 2077 port will be available on PS5. Quote, in terms of Microsoft's console, like I said, we have officially confirmed both the update and the cross-gen cross -gen availability, meaning that you'll be able to play the game from the get-go on the next gen, said CD Projekt Red uh, SVP of business development, Michael Nowakowski. 
According to Video Games Chronicle, quote, however, when it comes when it comes to a proper full-blown next-gen version, that's going to come later. We haven't announced when, and I don't I don't have a new comment here on that, end quote. Now, Akowski specifies that the next-gen version of Cyberpunk 2077 is only confirmed for Xbox Series X at the moment, pointing to Microsoft's smart delivery program, which makes select next-gen versions of of current-gen games free to anyone who bought the the current-gen version. Cyberpunk 2077 will work with Microsoft's smart delivery program, but Sony has yet to announce a a comparable system to support cross-gen releases. To be as clear as possible, you should be able to, to pop your PS4 or Xbox One version of Cyberpunk 2077 into the PS5 or Xbox Series X and play without issue. Now, Wachowski was talking about talking about a fully-fledged next-gen upgrade, which as of now is the only confirmed for Xbox Series X as a free download coming sometime after the next-gen console launches. Greg, this, yeah. it, it's a lot... <laughs> But hey, it's I, more explanation that, that this was when, the, you know, when this originally yeah. when Xbox was like Xbox Series X is going to have smart delivery and uh, CD Projekt Red tweeted that day saying, you know, you should never have to pay twice for the same game. Our th- everybody was like, wait, so what does this mean? This is mm-hmm. more cl- clarity, which is great. Uh, it doesn't. I do appreciate the fact they're saying this is just the Xbox version. That's all we're talking about. I do think that there will be a PlayStation version unless there's some deal with Microsoft to throw a bunch of money behind them getting the smart delivery 4K or 8K, you, whatever. This, this is my question regarding that. Sure. Do you think PlayStation, and I know we talked, we we literally had a whole PSLV episode about this, but I'm bringing it up again with this added context. Sure. Do you think PlayStation will have a comparable system to smart delivery? And do you think yes. that might be why they're not, um, why, uh, why I see Project Red it's not talking about the PS5 version of the fully fledged next gen uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. 100%. Yeah. So I think, yes, they're going to have something like this because they already do it with PlayStation 4 Pro. So you know what I mean? Like you can get better versions of the games on the PlayStation 4 Pro and download stuff for the PlayStation 4 Pro. I think you've seen the smart delivery that already exists on Xbox and Xbox Series X right now, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, I fucked that up. No. Xbox One and Xbox One X right now. One X, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you already see, you, you see how they're doing it, which is, I think, uh, in pr- promoting it and understanding it and using it a, a different, smarter way than PlayStation in some ways in terms of like that. Oh, now you're getting Master Chief uh, collection. Here's the 4K, you know, whatever, data drop or whatever on that. PlayStation will have that again, or will have that in a more fleshed out sense that rivals what Microsoft is at least doing right now. I fully believe that. I think it'll be up to developers if they want to support that. Do you want to take the time to make your game look better? I think for all the ongoing games, right, all the stuff that are like games and services that you're putting hundreds of hours into, I think they'll definitely do it. I think the giant breakout successes will do that. Um, And then the other part is then, so uh, yes, that's happening. To your other question, though, for specifically Cyberpunk 2077, I think there's, yeah, one of two things has happened. You have an A and a B. A, PlayStation is doing it. Of course, we saw uh, CD Projekt Red are doing it, but PlayStation hasn't talked about it and said publicly what the name is. And we're NDA'd at the wazoo about whatever it's going to be. So we're not going to say anything about that, period. Or it is that, yes, Microsoft's given us money, knowing how big this is going to be, that they want the smart delivery on this, just them. And we'll wait and do it just for them. Yeah, I I think this is I think both companies being uh, Sony and Microsoft are in interesting places with this because smart delivery as like as we understand it like makes sense right it's the next yeah. gen versions of games are already that we're getting cross gen you're getting them free with the next with the next gen update for PlayStation we've we've now had the the Mark Cerny uh, presentation where he talked about specs and all this stuff and he also talked about compatibility and one of the things that we had a conversation about that was that was confusing because there was a whole bunch of different messaging but we finally kind of came down on was that 
yeah, we're going the the, the PS5 is going to be backwards compatible with the PS4. The PS4 games though that are going to be backwards compatible for PS5 are going to take advantage of features of the PS5. So, as they're saying here, right? Cyberpunk 2077 is backwards compatible. Uh is going to be backwards compatible because the PS5 console is backwards compatible. Yeah. If the if the PS4 version of and I I know I I know I'm getting to the point where I'm going to start over overcomplicating things, but Of course, and I love it. Go for it. If the PS4 version of Cyberpunk 2077 is backwards compatible on the PS5, right? And that in that same version is taking advantage of features of the PS5. Yeah. What's the point of a next gen version? Well, again, this is where it gets weird is that what is a next gen version? I do not believe that what's going to happen is you're going to get a separate version of Cyberpunk 2077 released that is the xbox series x version and i know that they've already talked about this but stick with me just for argument's sake you're not going to get a new box and a new title and a new name you're going to get that you already own cyberpunk 2077 and now there is some giant 80 gigabyte patch that you download mm-hmm. that upreses all the textures and adds in all these different things and does stuff like that i don't see them selling that on its own i don't see them giving that its own title i see them releasing that as an update that cyberpunk will now run amazingly and have all these bells and whistles on your xbox series x for your point right now of it's backwards compatible even with the playstation 5 if that you're able to pop it in and it's able to shorten load times and do all that stuff that's not the same as it's an original ground up like exactly it's not the same as like right now if you put in halo master chief collection and play it with and without the giant patch you know what i mean like that's what they're talking about here gotcha that makes sense to me thank you for that greg i appreciate that no problem i'm here for you i appreciate you Number four, New World, Amazon's upcoming MMO, has been delayed to August. I'm pulling from Matt Kim at IGN. Amazon has announced that it will delay the release of its upcoming MMO, New World, until August 25th, 2020, as a result of the global COVID-19 pandemic. The New World closed beta has been delayed to July, pushed back, pushed back from its original April 2020 launch. In a new blog post, Amazon Games announced that, this, that despite developers working from home, work, Working on the game from home, quote, developing an ambitious MMO like New World remotely has introduced some challenges, end quote. This is why the developers opted to delay the launch to to reach our quality bar as we work remotely for the foreseeable future. New World is an upcoming MMO from Amazon Game Studios set in a fictional world. Players will take will take up the role of colonists exploring a new a new land territory terrorized by supernatural monsters players will scavenge for resources and build settlements that they'll that they'll then have to defend from monsters and other players the alpha for new world will remain open as development continues and amazon is promising more information and updates between now and the august launch greg have you been following new world at all i have not have you yeah no i'm not this is one that i think lives outside <laughs> both of our it's like our, all right cool worlds. go for it yeah exactly yeah i've heard like i've heard a, i've heard of it and that's about it um, but there you go. New World Amazon's upcoming MMO. It's been pushed to August. Greg, I'm so excited to see the splashes that New World makes when it finally comes oh, out. But August is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mama Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Kevin, are you tired today? I'm tired every day, my dude. <laughs> I feel you, man. Whoa! Kevin's been like Kevin's been carrying the the company on his back, which is so Kevin has yeah, reasons since about 2015. 
Yeah, no, exactly. But this, these last few weeks, especially, so, uh, Kevin's been buttons. like, I mean, you I just, just press, press buttons, buttons, but also like you resize the the, the windows yeah, and you yeah. make sure things run well. And when I when my internet takes a crap, you like make sure that Greg's full screen. You do all the things. Well, my neck was all poppy Kevin. yesterday, Kevin. I was thinking, man, I could go for a good old Kevin neck neck crack. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> the old neck cracking. Huh? The old neck cracking. <laughs> Out today. Block Quest ma uh, Maker is out for Xbox One. I was going to say Block Quest Master, which also sounds like a really dope game. Brave Land Trilogy is out for PS4 and Xbox One. Retro Tanks is out for Xbox One. Final Fantasy VII Remake Woo! is out on PS4. Abduction, spelt with an O, that's Abduction, it comes out for Xbox One. RMX Real Motocross is out for Switch. Rush Rover is out for Switch. Mini Railway is out for PC and Mac. Karma City Police is out for PC. Alder's Blood is out for PC. Heal is out for PC. Group Project Simulator is out for PC. Tower of God is out for PC. And then Scrappers from Q Games launches today on Apple Arcade. We have a deal, deal of the day for you. Drawful 2 is free on Steam through the end of the day today. And so if you're stuck at home and need something to play with your family, Drawful 2, it's a very fun game for that exact scenario. Now it's time for reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by manscaped. Let me take a drink of water before I get into it because manscaped to drink some water. Right there. Oh man. Let me tell you, it's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I would have called it a ballful, but no big deal. Support for Kind of Funny Games Daily comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. April is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Did you know one guy every hour, every day, is diagnosed with testicular cancer? So this is a reminder to all the men listening to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Manscaped, in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy manscaping, has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection. Together, TCS and Manscaped are committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. While you're down there cleaning up your sack, why not go ahead and give them a little investigation for lumps, changes in any size, or any pain? Manscaped recommends you check yourself once a month. If you do feel any, any lumps or swelling, give your doctor a call. In addition, in addition to checking yourself regularly, you, you want to make sure your sack is looking fresh and clean with Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find their electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe technology will protect you from nicking your sack. Some of these liquid tools for your family jewels include the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant for your balls. Your balls stink and you need to keep them smelling nice. And the Crop Reviver, a spray-on ball toner and refresher. The Perfect Package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxer briefs that keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Learn more about testicular cancer screening at manscaped.com slash we-save-balls. And share their, their, share their educational video to help save lives and balls you get you can also get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code games at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off at manscaped.com with the promo code games your balls will thank you alex aka coin c 
writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says hey blessing and greg first of all many thanks for continuing to provide awesome content over the past month i live in hong kong so we've been dealing with covid19 since around december slash january the school i teach has been closed since february so having some degree of normalcy in the daily content from kind of funny has been so helpful even when it eventually got over to the usa i mean come on guys we saw you, you I mean, come on, guys. We, we told you this was coming. Thank you for that, uh, Alex, aka CoinNC. Uh, Alex continues with the question. My Final Fantasy VII Remake pre-order has finally unlocked on my PlayStation, but I'm not going to play it until this evening. For some reason, when it's games like this that I really want to savor, I have to play them at a, at a certain time of day. It was the same with Spider-Man and God of War. My question is, when, when there is a game that you're really looking forward to playing, how do you set yourself up to enjoy it fully? Is there a certain time of day, drink, food, room, chair, or anything at all you need to complete the experience? Love all that you do and stay strong for the planet, coin C. That's a great question. Um, for me, usually in terms of this, when I'm really looking forward to something, I want to be able to focus on it entirely. So it is that thing of if that means headphones, if that means, you know, uh, you know, telling Jen, like, I'm going to do this. I saving them. I rarely do, but I think that's because like for a certain time of night, uh, because, you know, we have so much going on that once I get a review code, it's usually right to work on it and right into it. Um, I can go a different way of like, you know, if you do you remember arise a simple story, it got mm-hmm. it debuted. I want to mm-hmm. say at an Xbox E3 kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. And it is looked it, awesome. Recent, recent one. Yes. It's recent. Yeah. Yes. yeah okay. I remember. Awesome. Yeah. And it looked awesome, and it, I was like, this seems like something I really want to fucking play. And when it dropped, it dropped in the midst of a million other things going on. And so I didn't ever start it, and it's been sitting on my PlayStation forever. And what, Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, I found, I had a free morning, and I didn't, you know, Final Fantasy was done, and there was nothing else to play before one of the shows. So I popped in and played, like, two hours of that, and that was perfect. Like, oh, that's the rare time where I let that game sit, and I knew it wasn't going to be a funny game it wasn't gonna be a shooting game it wasn't gonna be crazy it was gonna be like you know trying to tell you something an emotional tale or whatever and i'm still i still need to finish it but those two hours i did at where i was emotionally and mentally in this whole uh pandemic at where i was in like having that like relief of like all right cool there's nothing pressing down on me right now to jump in and play it in that ecosystem was so perfect and hit me so right and so that even right now where it's like i haven't gone back to it because you know i'll have you know, drink with dinner and then I have a little bit of time to play or, you know, Jen and I finished Borderlands and it's like, I don't want to go right from Borderlands into that. It's, you know, there's these different little caveats of not setting the mood because that sounds weird and sexual, but like having the right I mean, mindset for a game, right? Like, I think that's sometimes so playing a game is sexual. Oh, totally. You're telling it's me that upon? You kidding me? Oh, man. I, I, I think for me, I don't necessarily go out of the way to make sure the mood is right, but I think at least before uh, working for kind of funny, where now kind of my video game uh, experience has kind of changed since sure. coming here because I'll like I I won't be I won't pick up pick up a lot of big games during the midnight launch because I'll get a code beforehand. But generally, if I do get a code or if I do get a game at midnight, or if I like pick up a game like a physical copy of a game at uh, the night before launch, usually sure. what I'll try to do is I'll try to knock out the earliest like the tutorial or like setup sections that night so mm, that mm. the next day i'll just have the like the the meat of the game sitting there in front of me and sure, usually you, like you i'll still be story. like early but yeah like it, it's one of those things where like i i don't like to stay up all night playing a video game and so yeah. since i'm on the the west coast right like usually games will unlock at like 9 p.m best coast. and so 
Yeah, West Coast, best coast. Even though I've heard you'd uh, throwing shade at the Midwest before, Kevin. Central Time Zone. Nobody likes Central Time Zone. Yeah, worst. I've heard you uh, throwing shade at Central Time. I don't know how yeah. I feel about that, Kevin. Well, I mean, I, I grew up at. I'm sure Central you time. don't know. Now, hold on. I grew up in Central Time too, but now you have to admit it's better to have like the whole numbers because it's not yeah, ten nine right. Central, right? Because it's always sounded like such a fucking slight. It when did. It's like, oh, it's ten nine Central. Like, oh man. That was always like a thing where, as a kid, I I was always confused. I was like, oh, so oh, yeah, all my all my shows are an hour. Was it earlier or later? I forget. But yeah, an hour off. Um, but yeah, as far as being in the West Coast, right? Games unlock at 9 p.m. Uh, I would, yeah, play like the first two to three hours of a game. Yeah. And yeah, knock those early sections out so I could have the rest of the game waiting for me when I come back to it the next day. Uh, or like when I come back from home, home on or come back from work to home on Friday, have it all laid out there for me. Hell That's yeah. usually how I, how I go about things. Let's see here. John BX32 writes in at patreon.com slash comedy funny games and says, What's up, Blessing Greg? A couple of days ago on Reset Era, inside insider Shinobi602 had some things to right. say in the Xbox Game Studios thread. When a user said they want uh, Microsoft to stop showing games with a car- with cartoon graphics and wants gears quality graphics level, Shinobi said, Oh, you won't be disappointed. And then he links to the thread here. Uh, when another user asked for a hint, Shinobi responded with this. It's not my place to give details, and my user and my username would be plastered on the sites come morning if I did, lol, so I won't. But you won't have to wait too much longer, really. I'm, incred- I'm incredibly excited at what's coming from Xbox, gorgeous fantasy worlds, reboots, big sci-fi, should be a lot of fun. Let's fucking go, doggy dog. And this is John BX3 again. Gorgeous fantasy world. <laughs> Shinobi, Shinobi goes Shinobi. into let's fucking go, doggy dog. Yeah. Uh, gorgeous fantasy worlds, fable, playground games, reboots, perfect dark, the initiative, and or the coalition. Big sci-fi, obsidian, or in exile. Both are working on both are working on unannounced AAA RPGs. Shinobi also said on Twitter, the big sci-fi is not the outer worlds. I thought this would be fun to discuss. I can't wait to finally see what these studios have been working on. Greg, have you? Yeah. Did you get to see any of this over? The I last did. Yeah, days? I was. I was uh, driving the ship one of the days when this new news broke or whatever, and I thought about it. and I didn't put it in there. This is a great way to put it, John. Thanks for writing in with this because, of course, this is a better place to discuss rumor than in the Roper Report or whatever. Yeah. I saw it, and it's exciting, and I'm not shocked by it. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 so far from being confirmed in any shape or, or form, right? As, as trusted as Shinobi is. Um, I, I want this to be true, right? Like, uh, and again, like the Fable Playground Games thing, we've heard a bunch, right? Like we've known that's the rumor forever. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. I want another Fable. I like Fable a lot. I think I don't know, obviously, like everybody else, what the initiative is working on, but I'm so stoked to find out. I hope it isn't a reboot. I hope it's something original. I hope it's them stretching their legs and making something on their own. That's awesome. That's, it's interesting that, you know, uh, here uh, John puts in reboots, Perfect Dark, The Initiative, and or The Coalition. Coalition, I'd like to see uh, do something uh, outside of Gears, right? Like The Initiative, though, is m- the big question I have for, you know, this really talented studio down there. That's the one, obviously, in the games cast. Tim got me so stoked for by hypothesizing that they could be the ones working on uh, a Marvel exclusive, you know, obviously yeah, Ultimate like Alliance for Nintendo. Yeah, Ultimate Alliance for Nintendo, Spider-Man for PS4. What does Xbox have? Did they did Marvel games make something with them? And you assume you hope that they would have, especially after the success both those other games have seen. And so yeah, the idea of what what the initiative's doing, what Drew Murray and the team down there are doing, I'm super stoked to see. And then yeah, Obsidian for big sci-fi, of course. Yeah, that makes 100% sense. Yeah, like I 
my thing is none of this is i feel like everything said here is kind of a given like when you talk about like um microsoft or sony or whoever is making reboots big sci-fi uh and gorgeous fantasy worlds i'm like yeah like of course every, like everybody's making those <laughs> You're like yes like that, that is something that would happen <laughs> yeah like you look at any portfolio and those, those are gonna be the things that are filling those portfolios because that's that's kind of what every everybody wants uh i'm i'm excited just in general despite this information here uh because like i like i know we've talked about microsoft uh like the exo conferences like we've been seeing a lot of games that are colorful and kind of cartoony and have that like breath of the wildish kind of look to them right and that's been a conversation we've had a bunch right of like the look yeah. of a current microsoft exclusive yeah and i don't think that's a thing of that's them trying to push for that aesthetic necessarily i do think it's a thing of like hey let's Let's gear up for the Xbox Series X, and in the meantime, like we'll put out some like either smaller games or or games that we're we're making out of like a labor of love or whatever it may be right yeah. now, and then we'll we'll keep all our all of our big hitters for the next gen uh, console so that we can come out with a bang. And so I expect to see games that are either graphically intense or that are systemically deep, or games that just hit harder. Right, and I do expect to see like I don't I don't know if I expect to see Perfect Dark as a reboot, reboot but maybe because Perfect Dark is beloved. Um, when you talk when you talk about fantasy, like yeah, Fable makes sense. When you talk about Fable reboots, makes the most sense, and that's my thing is I think Perfect yeah. Dark. I'm not gonna say had its chance, obviously, but Perfect Dark, you know, 360, it did have its chance. We had another fucking Perfect Dark, like yeah, and it sullied the name. If if Perfect Dark had nothing had happened with Perfect Dark since Perfect Dark on the N64, we'd be have a different thing here, but. No, let that die. Let's make something new. And instead, yeah, let's get a new fucking fable out that's awesome. Yeah. And that's kind of my thing too. And I think that's why I'm 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 thinking the way I am is I don't necessarily have that connection with Perfect Dark. And maybe that is because the 360 kind of slowed the name a bit. Like I missed it on N C four, even though I'm like I I I love Rare, but I was more so playing I was playing the the James Bond games instead. Um and then yeah, I tried Perfect Dark Zero on the 360, and I was like, This ain't it, Chief. I can't I can't get behind this one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see like the new big games from Xbox. And I think for sure, for sure, for sure, they're coming. Yeah. Now it's time to they squat to up. Be, right? <laughs> oh yeah, they got to be. Now it's time to squat up. Kayla writes in with a squat up on PS4 and says, I need scores to chase in Beat Saber. My wife and I have been playing almost daily since the world, the world gone crazy and are currently two trophies away from the platinum. 15 HS rank and full combo on expert. Having friends with scores to chase would add even more to, to the stay active motivation this game provides. Thanks for all you do and stay safe. Kayla's PS4 PSN name is Beruset. Beruset. Beruset? I'm going to say Beruset. Beruset. B Russet. That's spelled B B is in boy E R U S E T. Barrisset. Barrisset. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you can write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Kebabs writes in and says, most games do have some sort of PC version since they don't they often have to run on PC if they're multi-platform. When I first played Fuse at Insomniac, it was on PC with 360 controllers. Yeah, but, but again, this is my point: is like I understand that most games are you know exi- exist as a .exe. Trust me, I've I've played plenty of games running on a PC, but they're running on the PC at the PS4 specs. I haven't seen it before that if you're capturing off of development builds that you have to say it was captured on a PC because if it's running at the same specs as the PlayStation 4, why would you have to say that? I understand what you're saying kebabs, and I thought I made it clear earlier that like no, no I understand that, that I've definitely played that as well. But I don't. It's an interesting one that I think you'd see more of if it wasn't natively running on the PC as the PC game. But who knows? And then Kebab says that ESRB equivalent in Japan is zero. In Europe, it's Peggy. 
Thank you for that. I think I forgot what the Japan one was called. Zero is a way cooler name than ESRB. It's so cool. Really cool. It is. Peggy is like, come on, guys. You Peggy, 16. I hate that. Peggy, yeah. 18 or 16 or whatever. Uh, next week's hosts are Monday. It's me and Tim. Tuesday, it's me and Emron. Wednesday, it's Greg and Gary for What a Wednesday. Thursday, it's Greg and me. And then Friday, we're back. Me and Greg. <laughs> a great one. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the server level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. Game daily. And then, Kevin, is it still the same way? Yes. Oh, well, great. Go further. You gotta, yeah, you got it. There I, it is. I can't fucking go. see because I'm looking off screen. Oh, man. There you go. I guess we're going to yell now, huh? We are going to yell now, Kevin. You may.